We got to begin somewhere, right? I believe prayer is the best place to start because all of us are probably sitting in here today because somebody prayed for you, for us. I didn't choose God. I did not choose God. I ran from him for almost 25, 26 years of my life. And then I hit my bottom, and then I said, okay, I had nowhere to look but up. <laughs> okay, God, I'll give you a try. But someone was praying for me. So if we're trying to build relationships with people, connect people to God, and investing in people, we're supposed to have three people, right? Beginning with prayer is where we have to start. Just start shouting their name, lifting their names onto the Lord. Amen? L was listen carefully. This is an important one, because <laughs> a lot of us like to talk. You know, and we need to just slow down enough and, and, and kind of zip it a little bit and just hear, hear the people we're building relationships with, hear their heart, hear what, what's, what they're going through, hear what's going on in their life so that we can connect. Amen? Uh, and E, we said, y'all's favorite week, I'm sure, right? Eat together. We don't struggle with eating. Most of us, some of us eat like 10 times a day without even thinking about it. <laughs> but we, we identified and realized if we're on purpose... Uh, with, with eating with somebody for the purpose of setting down and, and spiritualizing the whole setting and what we're doing and being on purpose, God will move. He will open opportunities. They'll begin to open up the, 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 the fence that's up between us, maybe comes down, they're less guarded, right? Amen. And so that's the whole purpose of, of eating together. Uh, and last week, Pastor Keith did an amazing job of just uh, showing us what serving with love means and looks like when we use Jesus as the standard, right, of what serving with love looks like. You know, no greater person ever served so many people in love and everything that he did. He embodied servanthood in love, right? So we got to measure everything we do against Jesus as our measuring stick. Uh, and so today, I'm very excited. We're at our, our last S, and it's share your story. Let's say that together. Share your story. Y'all, and sharing your story is one of the funnest things that we get to do as believers. <laughs> your story is your story. No one can tell it like you. you. Your story can reach people for the glory of God that mine can't. And I have a story that can reach God for his glory that you can't. And when we just, we just get to brag on our God of what he's doing and what he's done in our lives, amazing things happen. Amen. You know, but as I was studying and going through this, the Lord just showed me that there's like, there's literally a divine order to this bless. You know, you begin with prayer. I feel like a lot of us maybe have been doing this backwards. <laughs> we meet somebody new and we just begin to share our story. <laughs> and y'all, we have some amazing testimonies in this church, some that are amazing. You know, and if we don't take the time to build a relationship before we share our story, God was just showing me that a lot of times maybe they won't who are sharing won't receive it or truly believe it. Because if they're not even saved yet, they're already pretty skeptical about God. You know, and I'm not saying there's going to be times when you're going to go ahead and just, the Holy Spirit's going to lead you to share your story. Do that. But if we're investing in three people, right, like we're supposed to have been doing, if you do this in order, man, they'll receive your testimony. And the reason we share it is to do what? To restore hope to the world, right? We want to share it so that maybe they can receive something that they're going through that we can share that can give them some breakthrough. Amen? So let's do this in order. Amen? Let's go ahead and look at our foundational scripture for today. It's a familiar scripture. Uh, Y'all have heard it and, 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 and probably know it. Uh, it comes out of Revelation chapter 12, verse 11. 
And it says, uh, they triumphed over him, speaking of the devil. Uh, this is John uh, writing, uh, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. They did not love their lives so much as to shrink from death. So does anyone want to live in victory this morning? Anybody sick of being defeated? Well, the first thing we got to do is plead the blood of Jesus, right? Literally, physically, when we accept Jesus, there's nothing more valuable than the blood. What can wash away my sin? Blood of Jesus. Nothing. <laughs> so according to John in here, what's the next most valuable thing other than the blood of Jesus? The word of your testimony. You think there's value in your word? In your story? In your testimony? There sure is. <laughs> there sure is. Let's grab a hold of that this morning. So let's look at that next point. When you share your story, you show the world who you belong to. When you share your story, you show the world who you belong to. Can you remember the first time maybe you ever shared your story? Or maybe someone asked you to come share your story at church or celebrate recovery or something? How are you feeling? A little nervous maybe? <laughs> I was. You know, and I believe because deep down, the first time you're ever going to share your story, your testimony with what God's doing in your life, you know deep down that when you share that story with somebody, they're going to know that you're saying you belong to God. They're going to know that you're saying, I'm believing in this God and this Jesus and this Messiah because he's done this. That's taking a step of faith, amen, and showing, showing the world uh, who you belong to. And so sharing our story is essential to our faith. It restores hope to the world. It restores hope to the world <laughs> when we do it. Let's look at that next scripture. It's Galatians 3.14. It says, he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abram. Okay, this is actually referencing the same scripture that we were talking about at the top of this uh, in Genesis 12. The same blessing that was given to Abraham to be a blessing to the world and the nations uh, might come to the Gentiles. We're the Gentiles. I don't know if anybody's pure Jewish blood in here. <laughs> so that's you and me. The same blessing that was decreed over Abraham by God himself to be a blessing to the nations is to us through Christ Jesus so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. Amen? So when we share our story, we show the world who we belong to, but we belong to God because he died and purchased uh, himself for us. Amen? He, he shed his blood his body was broken for you and for me, and that alone is enough to be worth sharing. <laughs> that, in, that in itself is enough to worth sharing the gospel. But as you accept Jesus and begin to live for him, uh, the longer and longer that you do, the, the bigger your story becomes, the more he begins to write your story as you chase after God. Amen? So we show the world who we belong to when we share our story. Amen? Let's go ahead and look at the next point. So God really gave me four points, the Holy Spirit, uh, when we share, our, four things that happen when we share our story. And so I'm excited about giving you all these four things. So the second one is uh, when you share your story, you showcase the glory of God. When you share your story, you showcase the glory of God. You are the apple of God's eye. You are his prized possession. You're that fancy, shiny diamond ring that he wants to show off. That's why he wants to bless you, so he can show you off to the world for your light to shine. 
And when you share your story, you showcase his glory. And he knows that too, and that's cool with him. <laughs> it's a win-win. But when you share your story, you showcase the glory of God, you get to brag and dote on our God, on our Father, and the amazing things that he's doing in your life and what he's done in your life and the promises that he spoke over you. Amen. So let's look at that next point. This is one of my favorite scriptures. Uh, it's of a blind man getting healing. And I just love this. So let's go ahead and, and read this together. The Bible says in John uh, chapter 9, verse 24 through 25, it says, So for the second time they called in the man who had been blind and told him, God should get the glory for this. Because we know this man, Jesus, is a sinner. I don't know whether he is a sinner, the man replied, but I know this. I was blind, but now I see. <laughs> I don't know what you're saying about this Jesus dude, but all I know is I was blind, and now I see. Amen? The victory that God has given you is yours. You were defeated, now you're living in victory. Amen? The freedom that you received is yours. You were bound in sin, now you're free in Christ. Amen? You were lost, and now you're found. Hallelujah. Any prodigal uh, children in the house this morning? Let the king rejoice when the prodigal son comes home. Heaven rejoices. So we have to own our stories. It's yours. You know, and we can't be persuaded by the world and the reception of your story and your testimony. Because what were the Pharisees trying to do here? First, they tried to blame him for trying to get the glory of God. God should get the glory for this, not you or the sinner Jesus. <laughs> and are you sure you were blind? Are you sure he healed you? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> if someone can talk you out of your healing, your freedom, your deliverance, uh, what God's done in your life, maybe we haven't truly experienced it. So don't let someone try to rob you of your testimony of what God's done. Amen? God gets the glory. When you share your story, you showcase the glory of God. Amen? This man was not going to be talked out of his, his healing. I love that. I would love to see the face, on the, the face of the Pharisees as he walked out of there. Let's look at this third point. So when you share your story, you shake up the game. I love that. The Holy Spirit gave that to me. When you share your story, you shake up the game. Y'all know you're in a game? Y'all know you're in a race? You're running the race? If you're here this morning, you're in the game, if you didn't know. We're all running a separate race, but we're all in the game. We're on a team. We're on a mission, mission mindset, right? To bless the world. And when you share your story, you shake it up. <laughs> you literally shake it up. It's like God's wild card, your testimony. Y'all ever played a card game and that wild card like trumps everything? <laughs> Your story is the wild card of God. H have you ever been around somebody or went and listened to somebody give their testimony or share their story and it just fire you up, stir you up, just fan that, that, that flame, of, flame of faith in your, your inner being and you're just pumped up, ready to run harder and faster and chase after God, God even harder? You know, I can think of Pastor Rick. Man... I love him so much, but when he sits and just talks about what God's brought him out of and his testimony and what God's done, man, it fires me up. It shakes me up for the glory of God. 
Because, you know, and also, doesn't it help you connect when someone tells you where God's brought them from? Because we have a tendency to think if someone's on stage or someone's a leader that they got it all together, or that their life's perfect, or they don't struggle with anything, or they just had a hand out their whole life. When someone, when someone shares where they've been and what God's brought them through, it helps us connect and receive what they're saying and shake us up. It shakes us up, and then we need to go out and shake somebody up and share our story. Amen? In Jesus' name. So let's look at that next scripture. is Hebrews 12.1. It says, So therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down, especially the sin that so easily trips us up, and let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. So this morning, I just felt like the Holy Spirit wanted me to just kind of lay my testimony out there. Not the whole thing. <laughs> when you start your testimony, you know, it's an ever-changing thing. Don't start it well in 1985. I was born. That's going to be a long story. Our testimonies are an ever-changing, updated resume. Amen. And so, but I just, as we're surrounded by a, a crowd of witnesses this morning, I'm just going to let nothing slow me down and, and just be honest, open, and transparent with y'all for the glory of God. You know, some of y'all maybe not know who I am. My name is Ian. I moved all the way here in Arab, Alabama in 2012. That's really where my story begins. When I got here, I didn't get here on a winning streak. <laughs> I had already been saved and had lived for the Lord for about two years. Uh, but I, I just, I ran away from him. I fell away from him. I got, got shacked up with, with another girl. Uh, and yeah, I ain't going to tell that whole story. It didn't work out. Anyway, my, my main struggle was alcohol. I could drink anybody under the table. <laughs> the pride of life and myself, a whole bunch of other struggles. Anyway, so when I went back out there, y'all, it's a miracle I survived. It's a miracle I made it to Arab. And I'm thankful that I met some people from Arab and Teen Challenge where I got saved because that's the connection. <clears throat> but so I got here. <laughs> when, you could ask Pastor Rick or Dusty. I couldn't even sign my paperwork to get in the Sunshine House because I was DTing and shaking so bad because I needed a drink. I couldn't even write my name. She said, don't tell anybody this, but we're going to have to sign this for you. <laughs> I said, plus Pastor Rick was just kind of a crazy dude. I don't know anybody from Alabama. And I'm from Michigan. I'm like, I don't know what I'm about to do, but I'm desperate. Anybody been desperate? But I knew my God's real. Praise God for Liberty Church accepting me with open arms. The Sunshine House accepting me with open arms. God began to move in my life. I stayed and graduated, had got out under blessed conditions. Y'all don't leave the house until you've been under blessed conditions. Don't leave on your own. Under blessed conditions, I had a job, a place to stay. Uh, and then I got a, a, a next be be better job and a next better job. And I kept living for the Lord and served in almost every ministry there was to offer. Uh, eventually ended up meeting my, the biggest blessing of my whole life, my amazing wife, Miss Jessica. And actually, she really pursued me at first. I mean, I knew who she was, but we didn't know each other. <clears throat> you know, and I almost didn't even, I almost didn't even try and build a relationship because I knew she was Pastor Keith's daughter. 
And I, I knew, I respected him more than any other man, but I knew whoever was going to be with her was going to have a major call in their life. And I, honestly, I didn't think that was me. But praise God, I, Lord, show me, she's been called Pastor Keith's daughter her whole life. Get to know her. Get to know who Jessica is. And I'm so glad that I did. And that call was on me. Amen. So a long story short, that was the Reader's Digest version. God brought a, a sinner dead going to hell to campus pastor. All the way from Michigan to Arab Holly Pond, Alabama. Who'd have thought? I hope that shakes you up this morning. I hope that restores hope to you this morning. You know what? I can't help but think I'd be the last person the world would choose to be a campus pastor. But I was the first person God chose in the beginning. And I can't help but think about Paul, who was killing and crucifying Christians, hating Christians, hating Jesus. Wrote two-thirds of the New Testament that every church preaches out of. His word is living on and responsible for so many salvations, responsible for our faith. He was the man that wrote our faith. You know, he was blind and had to be shown how to see too. You know, he could see pretty well until he got knocked off his high horse. On the road to Damascus, God had to take his sight so he could see. You know, I can't even help but think of just Jesus, our Savior, all the doubters. So you're telling me this Jesus guy you're all talking about, saving people, delivering people is that one dude that's just from that little town of Nazareth, isn't he like a carpenter? The savior of the world? So wherever you're at this morning, if you're just some hillbilly from Arab, Alabama, <laughs> cutting grass for a living, or, or framing houses, or I don't know what you do, you have a call. Don't listen to what the world says. Listen to what this says, the Bible and what God's saying in this moment. He has a plan and a purpose for you. He wants you to share your story to shake up the game. Amen. Amen. I hope that shakes you up this morning. Let's look at that last point. When you share your story, you stand in a place of faith. God showed me when we share our story, we actually come in agreement with God, with what he's saying and what he's done. And we stand in agreement. We're saying, yes. I agree that you've done this, Lord, and I'm sharing it with somebody. All the good things, each and every good gift comes from our Father from above, right? So if you've ever had something good happen in your life, don't, some people like to just, oh, chalk it up. That was a coincidence. If it's good, give them glory. If you think you did it on your own and it's good, give them glory. If it's good, it's from him. Amen. So when we share our story, we stand in a place of faith. We come in agreement with God. Let's look at that last scripture. It's Mark 4, 21 through 22. It says, uh, then Jesus asked them, I love this scripture. Does anybody love the Bible, the word of God when it comes to life? Then Jesus asked them, he used a great parable. Would anyone light a lamp and then put it under a basket or under a bed? Of course not. A lamp is placed on a stand where its light will shine. 
For everything that is hidden will eventually be brought into the open, and every secret will be brought into the light. Y'all, y'all know you're called to be the light of the world? The light of the world? And Jesus, back in the day, they didn't have light switches. Y'all know that. They literally just had a candle on a stick and a stand, and they'd place it in the middle of the room. Because that's the most, that's the best place for light to dispel the darkness evenly, in the middle of the room. A lampstand to just stand there and, and give us light. And he's using a parable here for us. We are to be like that, that, that lampstand. When you share your story, you literally stand in a place of faith like that lampstand. <laughs> you let your light shine. You know, and I get it. Some of us aren't real good with words, and some of us don't like to just go out there telling people our business. You know, some of us are just, just designed differently. He, he, he created us all different. So the Lord was showing me, if you just feel like you don't know how to connect with people, you can still shine. If you don't know what to do, you can just stand at your workplace, like that lampstand. You can just stand in the middle of wherever you're at. If you know this, know this word, his light will shine through you. If you know his word, your, his light will shine through you. If you know what he's done in your life, you can just exude love and exude confidence in such a way that people will be drawn to you. Because it is a dark world out there, and if there's a light in the middle of the darkness, it's going to look different. <laughs> You're not going to look like the world. You're going to stand out for his glory. In Jesus' name. And he showed me, why would we want to hang on to that, though? Why would we want to bushel our, our light? If we can, if we, if we can share it, what he's done, why would we hold on to it or snuff that light out or tuck it under a bed? That don't make no sense. That takes away the purpose of the light. To be a light in a dark world. Amen? So when you share your story, you stand in a place of faith. You stand in a place of faith. Amen? Let's get that last point. And I want to do something kind of cool and funny at the end of this, but they didn't play the music at the beginning like we had every week, the Mission Impossible music. <clears throat> and so the movie starts out with, you know, your mission if you choose to accept it. <laughs> so I just wanted to just place this on us because it's our responsibility. God has entrusted his kingdom to us. That's backwards. <laughs> He's entrusted his perfect kingdom with imperfect people. Well, so church, your mission, if you choose to accept it, is to bless people. Let's go out there and bless people in this order, on purpose, beginning with prayer, loving them so that we can pray for them, listening to them, what they're going through, hear their heart, eating and fellowshipping with them, getting to know them, connecting with them, serving them with love in everything that we do. And then when the time is right, God's wild card, you share your story for the glory of God. Amen? You know, and that music comes from Mission Impossible, but this is Mission Possible. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. So let's choose and choose right. Amen? Amen. While I'm fixing the clothes, let's, let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, God, I just uh, praise you and I thank you for who you are, Lord. 
God, you never cease to amaze me. You never cease to amaze us. God, and I thank you for each and every story, testimony that is in this place. God, the glory of God is fixing to shine bright in a dark, dark world. Devil, we're coming after you, and we're coming after you stirred up and shaken up. God, to restore hope to the hopeless. I don't ever want to preach a message or do anything without ever giving somebody the opportunity to accept and respond to the word that's been given. And so if you're sitting there this morning and you've never had that moment where you just surrendered everything to God and said, I just throw it in the towel and say, I'm giving up doing this on my own. I want to trust in, in you, God, and I want to accept your son, Jesus. If you've never had that moment, I want you to have that moment this morning. If you're sitting there thinking, God, I don't have a story. I don't even know you. You haven't, my life's a wreck. If, if that's you, if you don't feel like you have a story, then you don't know God. And the Bible says if you die and don't know God, there's a place called hell. And you'll go there. But you're promised eternal life. And it's one of the simplest things you'll ever do, but it might not be the easiest thing you'll ever do. But I'm going to ask you if that's you, and you know it's you, you've never accepted him, then in this moment, I'm going to ask you to just simply stand up. Everyone has their eyes closed, their heads bowed. We are all in agreement. God, your word says, when you gather my name, there I am. We are in agreement for a kingdom expansion, God. We want, we want new souls this morning. This church is in agreement. No one's watching or looking. This is your moment. I'm going to give you a few more seconds. It may be the hardest thing you ever do, but it's very simple. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, there are people standing. God, we thank you. Heaven rejoices. Someone's life has literally changed this morning. And her story is going to be written today in Jesus' name. Their story will be written today in Jesus' name. God knows exactly who you are. He knows your name. He formed and fashioned you in your mother's womb before you came to be. And heaven rejoices. And this church rejoices that the kingdom of God has just grown. We love you. I'm gonna go ahead and lead us in a prayer and I just want everyone to repeat after me. Heavenly Father, God, we love you and we thank you for your son, Jesus. God, we accept him into our lives. God, forgive us of all of our sins, all of our transgressions, God, anything that offends you, we give it to you in Jesus' name. God, we love you, and we thank you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.